Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dazinski, a licensed marriage therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. And I've got to tell you how much of an encouragement you all are to me. No joke, I probably hear from at least one of you on a daily basis, sharing what you've learned through the podcast, how it's been helpful, or letting me know of moments where the podcast pops up in your circles. And I just really appreciate your sharing those things with me. I wish I had a better way to connect you all to each other, but for now, I'll just continue to share some of the things you're sending my way. So this week, I received an email from a listener, and I got her permission to share, that said, Thanks for your podcast and the truth that you share. If you recall, I shared with you earlier this year about some struggles I've had supporting my husband and understanding his personal journey. Well, here's a quick update. After I spoke with you, the two of us met with our pastor and his wife. This was encouraging, and we felt heard and supported, but I knew we needed more. This fall, my husband began counseling with a counselor that I deeply admire. So I wanted to share this with you because listening to the podcast has been an amazing source of truth and guidance. We've had some good discussions because of it, and I'm hopeful and confident that Jesus will see us through this. And I was eager to share that with you all because I know for a fact that other listeners are wrestling with similar things, where one spouse is needing counseling for an individual issue like depression or anxiety, those are the most common ones I encounter, and yet a couple's marriage relationship is also impacted. And so if that's you, and some of you all have also written in, I just want to encourage you today by sharing this couple's journey, by commending their bravery and courage to reach out in the first place, and then take their next best steps as individuals and as a couple. And I pray that this is just what you've been needing to hear and that you would take your next best step together, whether you've been on the fence, hesitant to take action, or have just realized a need to seek professional support in your marriage. All right, so without further ado, I'll be answering some of the questions you all have sent in over the past few months, in particular, the ones you've sent in on transition as we wrap up the month of October. And if you have any questions that you'd like to hear or hope to hear answered on a future Q&A episode, feel free to send those my way, kinsey at bravemarriage.com or at bravemarriagepodcast on Instagram. Our first question comes from Ashley, and she asks, We have a lot of friends who are getting married right now or are in the first couple of years of marriage, and some of them come to us for advice from time to time. What are some of the best ways we can support our newlywed friends? Because that first year was definitely the hardest for us, and we obviously love them all and want the best for their marriages as well. This is a great question, Ashley, and I'm sure there are others wondering the same thing. So first, I want to give you five things to do, and then I want to give you two things not to do. So number one, just be there for them. Nothing fancy. As we've talked about, the transition into marriage can be a tough one. And as you and your husband have discovered, the first few years can be challenging. So just as you needed support, they will too. They'll need friends who will just walk alongside them. Number two, empathize with them. 
If they're coming to you for advice, what that means is you already have their trust and respect. And that will only be strengthened if you can put yourself in their shoes and keep your focus on supporting them in their marriage. Number three, ask good questions. Ask things like, how are you feeling about that? How are you two handling that? Who's supporting you in this? What do you need from me? See, questions always expand our minds, whereas advice giving shuts them down. So question asking makes room for reflection and growth, which is good for both parties, by the way, not just the couple seeking support. Number four, share your story respectfully. Share your all's journey, your all's experience, because it's important to learn from those around us, right? And share what God has done in your own marriage because your testimony can be a source of encouragement and hope to others. At the same time, it's important to realize that your story is not theirs and their journey is not yours and that what God wants to do in their lives may look different than what he's doing in yours. So just keep that in mind as you share. Which brings me to point number five, point them to Jesus. If you're a believer, you know that he's the one who holds the most hope for your friend's marriage. So encourage and empower your couple friends to seek the Lord and his best for their marriage. Now, two quick things to be mindful of not doing. The first is avoid giving advice. I know this may seem counterintuitive, especially if your friends are coming to you for advice. But what they really need, whether they know it or not, is support, guidance, and encouragement to make their own decisions and ones that are best for their marriage. And here's why. Because there's no one in the world who knows better what they're going through and therefore what they need than them and God. And just to be clear, Ashley, I'm not speaking directly to you because you asking this question in the first place of how to best support your friends lets me know that you're probably wise and humble and self-aware. But I do want to talk for a moment to those of you who find yourselves giving advice regularly. Here's what I know about you. You care deeply. You're committed to your values and you want the best for people. And I admire your commitment to truth and your genuine desire to help. But here's what we're doing when we give advice. We're spoon-feeding our friends rather than teaching them to feed themselves. It's easier, but it's not ultimately helpful to their growth and well-being. And sometimes it can actually be harmful. Okay, I know this is a weird illustration, but stick with me here. What popped into my mind was a story my parents tell of me and my younger sister. So when I was two, my sister was born prematurely, and after a few months, she came home with a breathing tube. Well, one day, my mom came in to find me trying to feed my newborn sister a pickle. Yes, a pickle. And I'm certain I had the best of intentions. I wanted to help take care of her, right? But because I was only a few steps ahead of her developmentally, and because I wasn't a mom, I didn't actually know what she needed, even though I knew how my mom fed me. So, in the same way, You may have a good heart and the best of intentions, and you may think you're helping and giving the right advice, 
But you may just be feeding your newlywed friends a pickle without realizing it's not good for them. So if you have a lot of influence in other couples' lives, or in anyone's life for that matter, try practicing better listening, empathizing, question asking, and saying, you know, I'm not sure, but I'd like to help you find someone who does, who's trained, who's objective, because I truly want the best for your marriage. And the second thing I want you to be careful not to do is spiritualize their struggle. Don't spiritualize your couple friend's struggle with comments like, God has a plan for your life. I know you didn't see this coming, but God has a reason. Okay, especially if they're in the middle of a tough season. Because while that may be true, that's not where they are and therefore not what they need to hear. Don't minimize other struggles with comments like, but you still have so much to be grateful for. Or, it could always be worse. And please don't force your interpretation of scripture upon your friend's situation. If you feel so led, of course share truth with them, but allow the Holy Spirit to work and move and convict. Okay, because marriage isn't paint by number, and life is not black and white, and following rules is not the same as following Jesus. So instead of speaking Christianese at those you love, try just praying for them. That God would do in their lives and marriage what you and I could never do. And that God would do what they can't do on their own. Then, let your friends know that you're praying for them and share your story as you journey together. Because our prayers and our stories can do more to support those we love than cliche sayings or advice ever will. All right, thank you again for that question, Ashley. Our second question comes from Sarah, who asks, How do we prepare our marriage for having a child when we don't know what to expect? The first part of my answer is listen to episode 20, From Couplehood to Parenthood, if you haven't already. The second part of my answer is just as nothing can prepare you for marriage like actually being married, nothing can prepare you for parenthood like actually becoming a parent. So just know now that there are some things that will come up for you that you won't be able to work through proactively. But what you can do proactively is imagine different scenarios and talk through those with your spouse about how you'd handle each of those things together. Essentially, trying to make sure you're on the same page now in working through any areas of marriage or parenting that you too foresee creating trouble later if you don't get more on the same page now. Another way to prepare your marriage now for a child is, going back to episode 20, to rethink how you'll spend your time together when children enter the picture. And of course, the reality of parenting will most likely be different than the way you imagine it, But you'll at least be ahead of the curve in your understanding of how your all's time, focus, energy, and attention will be affected. And you'll have already thought through practical ways to prioritize your marriage when children come. And again, you can go back to 10 concrete ways that we talk about on episode 20. And along those lines, the last way to effectively prepare your marriage for a child is to make sure your marriage is healthy. Because adding a kid into the mix of your marriage will create a new and different kind of stress than you're used to, and it will necessitate the transition into a new family dynamic. 
And that goes for each kid you incorporate into the family, by the way. So I love that you're asking this question on the front end, Sarah, so that you can make sure your relationship is strong enough to accommodate future changes. And see a marriage therapist if you feel like you two need a tune-up or to make sure there are no unhealthy dynamics that the two of you aren't seeing. Or invest in a couples coach to help you get to where you want to be relationally before baby. All right, friends, it looks like this is going to be all the time we have, so I will end the Q&A here for today. I really do want to honor my word of keeping episodes to 10 and 15 minutes. And I'm not going to lie, it has bothered me that I've gone 20 minutes the past two episodes. But I do want you all to tell me, do you mind when I go 20 minutes? Do you prefer the shorter 10 to 15 minute episode? Do you even notice or does it make a difference to you? Let me know in my DMs on Instagram at Brave Marriage Podcast, and I will be sure to plan accordingly for future episodes. And next month, which starts Thursday, by the way, we will be jumping into family of origin issues. Just in time for the holidays, right? So I hope you'll join me again next week. And if you would, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. What that does is it helps others who come across the show know what to expect. And it also increases the likelihood of more couples finding the Brave Marriage podcast and being encouraged and challenged by it as well. So that is your only action step for today to rate and review to help spread the word. And my prayer for your marriage this week is that no matter what transition you're facing, you'd trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That in everything you two do and think through together, that you'd acknowledge God and allow him to direct your next steps. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile as it is